Good evening. Merry Christmas. If you happen to have ordered poinsettia, you're more than welcome to take the, the poinsettia with you. But don't take the gold ones, they're fake, okay? You'll be surprised and we'll be disappointed and I shouldn't have done that. This is the day that the Lord has made truly more than all days of the year. We will rejoice and be glad in it. If any kids want to come and join and sing with us, they're welcome to come up. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is We do welcome you to church tonight. We're glad to have you here. We're glad that you could join us to celebrate the birth of our Lord. Let's pray, shall we? Dear God, we pray that your Holy Spirit would enter into this place, touch us, be with us, bless us in all that we are and all that we can be for you this evening. Fill us with your Christmas spirit. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And it is time to light all of the candles on our Advent wreath. So as we do so, hear these words from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'd like to invite you, if you're able, to stand as we sing together, Angels We Have Heard on High.
be with you. Take a moment, if you will, and greet your neighbor with the peace of the Spirit. The kids are invited if they'd like to, to come up and put an ornament on the tree. Any of the kids want to come up and put an ornament on the tree? Put an ornament on? Go ahead. Any kids want to put an ornament on the tree? They can, then come on up over here with me. Good evening, how are you guys doing? It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, isn't it? No, not yet? No snow? No snow? I still think it's Christmas. You know what? My dog passed away after Christmas last year, so I don't have a dog. So my wife went out and got me a dog. Right here, check it out. This is my kind of dog. It does shed though. But it doesn't eat much. You like my dog? I like my dog. It's not like a real dog, but it's a good dog. You gonna get something for Christmas, you think? Yeah? Yeah? You got that dog? How cool. Yeah? You know what? The best gift we get at Christmas is one piece missing from our stable. Anybody know what that is? Jesus. I got Jesus in my pocket. What do you think of that? Yeah. Not too many people could say they got Jesus in their pocket. Yeah, we're going to put Jesus right in there. Because, you know, as, as great as it is to get gifts and as fun as it is to celebrate Christmas, the real reason why we have Christmas is because whose birthday is it? That's right. That's right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Great. What are you guys thankful for tonight? You want to share something? Raise your hand. Family and friends. Everything. My baby sister. Everything. My toy. My brother. Ella. Shelter. My family and friends. Giving and receiving presents in life. Family and cats. Family and friends. My whole family. Friends. Mom and dad. Jesus. All right. Dear Lord, we are thank you for you that make this the holiday that it is. And we thank you for gifts and friends and family and all the blessings we have. And we pray that you'll help us this evening to just experience you and to be calm and relaxed and go to sleep well so that we can celebrate great tomorrow. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Okay, you guys can go out for a special children's program if you'd like to. The kids are going to be going out for a children's program. They will be coming back just before communion. So watch for your kids just before communion because they'll be coming back. Good evening. Merry Christmas. What a blessing it is to be able to gather together in this place and celebrate that Jesus came, to celebrate that God loves us so much that he sent his son to be with us here in the earth. As we continue in our celebration, let's worship God by bringing our gifts, tithes, and offerings.
Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day, for this beautiful evening to come and gather and worship. We thank you for the opportunity to give of our gifts, tithes, and offerings. We ask that you would bless them. Give us wisdom to know how to best use them for the furtherance of your kingdom. Help us to draw many to salvation in Jesus Christ. It is in his name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. As we move into our time of prayer, I just want to take a moment and ask you to think in the silence of your heart of the joys that God has put into your life. All of the joys that you have. Can you think of one? Maybe two, maybe three. Hold those joys in our hearts. And there are folks in our lives who are sick. There are folks who are infirm and who are in need of, of a healing touch from God. Just in the silence of your heart, remember who they are. Let's remember the circumstances and situations in the world. Let's take all of these things to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, how wonderful it is to come and to celebrate all that you have done in our lives. You have sent your Son. We remember him this night as the little baby in the manger in Bethlehem. But you have promised even more than that. You have promised to send Jesus to come again. We are grateful. As we wait, we have your Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us as we pray. And so we pray this night, Lord, in thanksgiving for all of our joys. And we thank you, Lord, that you are the God who hears and answers our prayer as we lift up all of those who are sick and infirm as we lift up before you those people who need a healing touch from you, whether it be in their spirits, their souls, or their bodies, touch them, Lord. Bring them peace, bring them healing. Be with those who love them and care for them. Give them compassion in their hearts, Lord. We pray for those who on this wonderful night of joy are grieving the loss of loved ones. We ask in Jesus' name that you fill their hearts with memories of happy times, memories of beautiful Christmases, memories of love. And we ask that you would grant them peace and comfort by your spirit. Lord God, we pray. You are the God of hope and of peace and of joy and you are the God of love. We just pray in Jesus' name that those things be poured out into this world, that there would be peace where there is war, that there would be comfort where there is sorrow, that there would be joy where there is despair, that there would be hope your hope 
for eternal life for all people. Let this light of Christmas, let our witness of celebrating Christmas all over the world show people how much you love the people you have made. Now, Lord, as we come to hear your word, let it wash over us and bless us. Let it make us into the people you have called us to be. Anoint Pastor Tom to deliver the message that you have called him to deliver this night. Let it bless us and bless him. Most of all, Lord, let all of our worship be a blessing to you this night. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shall we hear from the word of the Lord? Good evening. Merry Christmas, everybody. The scripture tonight is Luke 2, chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, seen him they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Christmas. Our second scripture reading tonight is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 2 to 6. Here are these words of the Lord. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nations and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'll be home for Christmas. You can count on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. Christmas Eve will find me where 
spirit of love like peace. I'll be home for Christmas, if only in my dreams. And you guys can dream about that white Christmas because it ain't happening that. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Have you ever listened to those songs? I watched a couple of old movies this week. And you ever feel like, man, I wish I was born in that time? I wish I lived in those simple kind of, kind of times when everything seemed to be so, so easy. Or at least they seemed to be about family and, and values and friendships that lasted a lifetime and work that made a difference in a nation that seemed to be on the right track. And the church, the church was everywhere and was full every week. Sometimes I feel like a person born in the wrong time. This passage from Isaiah, written so many years ago, is written just before the collapse of the nation of Israel. And in the chapter right before here, it describes for us what it felt like. Consult God's instruction and the testimony of warning. If anyone does not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. Distressed and hungry, they'll roam through the land. When they are famished, they'll become enraged, and looking upward will curse their king and their God. The people, they will look toward the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom, and they'll be thrust into utter darkness. There's a darkness in some ways that feels like it's come across our land. A feeling like things just aren't right. It's a time of absolute marvels. Technology that's beyond our wildest imagination. There are things that we can do today we wouldn't even have thought possible when we were young. I just got a, a, a new vehicle, and if I drive five miles over the speed limit, it tells me the speed limit is 45 miles an hour. <laughs> People riding with me think it's hilarious. I think it's wonderful. I mean, you can program where you want to go, and it tells you when to turn and what to do. I understand some of you have cars that park themselves. I'm still not ready for that. We have wealth beyond imagination, comfort we never would have considered normative. We live in houses twice the size of what we grew up in. And yet there's this feeling of, of distress and anxiety and fear. Like in Israel when they were carried into Babylon or, or Egypt when, when, the, when the people of, of Israel had gone down in blessing and found themselves in slavery. In those days, the great empire seemed to be all about technology and prosperity and power. Talks about the increase of joy. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at a harvest. Do we have an increase of joy? I don't mean an increase of entertainment. A soul-filling joy that sustains us every day. How many of you have seen Star Wars? Come on, fess up. They tell me you have to actually buy tickets in advance. That's not happening. 
I'll get it when it comes out in the cheap seats. It'll be the same movie. But they said that the difference about this Star Wars movie is that they've gone back to the old philosophy of movies where instead of counting just on special effects, they're actually going to have a story. Wow, a story. They said movies today don't have stories. They're just special effect after special effect. Imposter films. And we have an imposter joy. Something that makes us feel happy or good for a little while and then somehow leaves us almost feeling as low as when we began. Darkness. As in when the people went into Egypt and blessed and ended up slaves. In fact, it says that in that Exodus passage, they had, they had it seems to have forgotten God. Forgot there was a God. Have you noticed it's getting darker? My gosh, it was dark when church started tonight. That is so depressing. I don't know about you. It creeps up on you. You feel like, okay, it can't be getting this dark so fast. And then all of a sudden, it's dark all day long. Well, not all day long, but it feels like it's all day long. The life we knew seems to be disappearing into darkness. The churches we knew seem to be fading away, have heard that they seem to be closing. We're a very fortunate church, and I've told you that before. There are many churches would love to have the young people and the activities and programs and such that we have, but if you look around at the church in general, they're turning the buildings into condominiums and apartments and theaters. Some are just rotting away because nobody wants them anymore. Magnificent houses of worship turning into dust slowly, little by little. The deep darkness starts to cover the ground. No Jesus, no church. No God, no hope. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says, If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. It was a time of great technological advancement in communication, transportation, people of different cultures mixing together everywhere, wealth, and the people lived in the most powerful nation on the face of the earth. And yet there was an uncertainty, a feeling like things weren't right. And a child was born in a stable. A child was born in the midst of the empire, Rome, and changed the world. The angel said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. For to you this day, a child is born. Toxin, the fourth verse of this, about shattering the oppression and taking the yoke off our shoulders. Sometimes it feels like the day-to-day drudgery and, and, and worry and anxiety is like a slavery that holds us. Like in the times of Egypt, and only God can set us free. 
The truth is, there are people out to get you. That's not just paranoia. Now, some of you are a little weirded out paranoia, okay? But truthfully, there are people out to get you. God has a different plan. Did you know that God affects the destiny of of nations? It says that God enlarged the nation, just like he decided what would happen with Babylon in the ancient days. He decided what would happen with Egypt. He decided what would happen with the nation of Israel. Don't you think that the God who controlled the nations then still controls the nations now? We used to say, God bless America, and God did. We are the largest Christian nation in the world. We still are. And the most powerful nation in the world, and we still are. But have you noticed that where where Christianity used to be strong, like Europe, it's no longer there, but the nations are also weak. Have you noticed that as we turn away from our God, it seems as if our country slips a little more? And do you know where in the world Christianity is growing the fastest? You'd be surprised. Places like Russia, the largest Christian nation in the world, they assume, within about 10 or 15 years, will be China, Africa. And where you see nations on the ascendancy. Do you think that there's no correlation between a people who turn from God and a people that turn to God and who God blesses? It was a callous time, a government that had no moral compass, concerned about power, about security, peace, had its soldiers stationed in far off lands, their prisons were full, there was the semblance of religion everywhere but faith nowhere, and money and power were the gods of the day. And into that setting, a little child was born in a stable. Does it sound familiar? The angel says today, a savior is born to you. To you. God is born into our world and a light has dawned. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. Now the question is, will the people live to that light? John speaks of the light and he says this, This is the verdict. Light came into the world, but people love the darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that might be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. You, a child, is born. To you, a son is given. Is he alive? Is he born in your world, in your life? Does he really hold that centerpiece? Do we live for the kingdom of God? Or do we live for America? Or do we live for our jobs? Or do we live for our money? Or do we live for our entertainment? And do we watch as our world changes slowly? It goes away. There's a new movie out. I don't know much about it. It's called Concussion. I saw this 
little piece of movie from it. And I got to tell you, it shocked me. What do they want? The NFL wants you to say you made it all up. I made it up. They're accusing you of fraud. If you retract, you'll be fined. This all goes away. Why, why, why are they doing this? They're terrified of you. Bennett Amalu is going to war with a corporation that has 20 million people on a weekly basis craving their product. The same way they crave food. The NFL owns a day of the week. The same day the church used to own. Now it's theirs. They're very big. The same day of the week, the church. And now it belongs to the NFL. Not quite. We haven't given it to them yet. They don't play their games at 9.30 in the morning and go head to head with us unless it's in London. And we beat them on that one. <laughs> but they got the junior leagues. They got the farm teams coming up. How many of you have to make a choice if your children are going to be in sports that they have to miss church because that's the only time that they'll let them play is on Sunday morning. They're teaching the kids early on. They're getting the next group coming up. Put Sunday aside for someone else. I'm not blaming the NFL. They're a business. They're just going for what they can get. The question is, is what are we doing? What are we doing? As we watch the world we live in slowly fade away, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. It's dawned on us. It's here. God gives us a life worth living, filled with joy, with peace, with purpose, with hope, with light. And I want to suggest to you that it's time that we take it back. Amen? It's time that we stop living and letting the darkness decide what will be, and we start living as the children of the light, the children of God, with the power, with the wonder, with the strength of God. I have to tell you, somebody messed it all up. Unfortunately, it's probably people like me and my generation. You can blame us. It's got to be our fault because there's nobody else to blame. Our parents who lived in the golden age of Christianity, the golden age of America, somehow didn't set things up right. And somehow we didn't live it out right. And somehow we're not living it out right still to this day. But I believe that God is raising up a different generation. I believe God has raised up a different generation that will take back what belongs to God. The Bible actually talks about it as being like a battle. We're afraid to say that because we're people of peace, but we're, we're battling the darkness. This isn't about taking on even other people, just the forces of evil that want to destroy our life. Are we committed? Are we committed like a soldier on a battlefield? Imagine if you were in a war, and there's a million soldiers fighting in that war. Wouldn't you be tempted to say, it doesn't matter what I do. 
It won't make any difference what I give. I could run away and it won't make any difference. There'll still be 999,999 more people to fight the war. What I do doesn't matter at all. And imagine if all the soldiers did the same thing. We lose the war. Because the problem is, as we keep saying, this isn't my fight. Pastor, we're behind you. Yeah, go do it. Send somebody. We'll applaud you. But I got other things to do. It's interesting in this passage, it mentions Midian. And I've studied this passage a lot of times. I never really thought much about that. You know what Midian is? Midian is the country when the Israelites went to war where Gideon came with something like 30,000, 40,000 soldiers. And God said, dude, you have too many. This isn't going to look like a miracle if you show up with 30,000, 40,000 soldiers and win the war. And so he starts winnowing it down until he's got 300 soldiers to go up against like 50,000 people. And they won. I've got to be honest with you. We don't need everybody. We just need people that are serious, who believe in God, who believe what God can do, a God that's amazing. I read just this, this week about the places where Christianity is growing, and they said, do you know why it's growing in these other places? Because miracles are happening. And you know why miracles are happening? Because the people believe miracles are happening. We talked about miracles this whole last fall. I believe in miracles. I've seen them. I know some of you believe in miracles. Most of us don't see miracles because we've decided to just not believe anymore. A little baby's born. A deceptive king. A little child. How could that possibly conquer Rome? And yet it changed the whole world. The shepherds went and saw. They spread the word. They glorified God. Tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be a fun day. I know it is. You're going to get up, you're going to have some good food, you open presents, it'll be exciting. You might even talk a little bit about the Jesus story. That would be good to do, remind the kids. My worry is, is that a lot of people then forget about God. They often do. Settle into the darkness. Strive after something that doesn't satisfy and only leads to depression. Or we can change. Or we can change who we are and live to that inner light to guide us, to warm us, to give us hope. The true meaning of Christmas. I see about it on TV and all these Christmas specials. It's not about presents. It really isn't. It isn't about frosty. It's not about parties or food or even family or peace or love. No, that's all bad. It's just not what it's about. Unto you, a child is born. You. And that God can change everything about you and about your lives. When the people went into Egypt, it took them about three, four hundred years to forget about God. It takes a while. They forgot God. They didn't even know how to be people of God. 
So God sent them out into the desert, out into the desert where there weren't too many distractions so that they could relearn what it meant to be to follow God. So I'm going to give you a challenge. Over the next couple of months, for the months of January and February, I'm going to preach to you about lessons from the desert. We're going to talk about those together, and we're going to use our desert as an illustration. Winter, that's our desert, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> and we're going to talk about what do we need to do to restore our own faith in God, to become the people of God, so that then we can talk about after that, what are we going to do as a people to transform this entire community for Jesus Christ? Because it's time to stop being sit-around people. It's time to stop being the people who let the darkness claim the world. It's time to let the God of the universe transform our lives. God changes our life, our world, our destiny, our eternity. In the last verse we heard read from this. It says that he will be called a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and a prince of peace. And I got stuck on that everlasting father thing. I've told you before that I miss my father. I miss talking to him. I miss his counsel. I miss my relationship with him. I miss the feeling that I had somebody watching my dad back, providing for me. But that's what God promises. A wonderful counselor. Somebody to give you the advice that is always right. If you just turn to the Holy Spirit and let God fill your heart with it, he will guide you. And not just guide you with plain, ordinary stuff, but with wonderful advice, meaning wonder-filled, meaning miraculous, power-filled advice that can change darkness and pain, loneliness, and the victory. He's a mighty God who can overcome all of these things and even death itself and love us forever. And he's the Prince of Peace who through the power of the Holy Spirit gives us a peace which passes all understanding as Philippians tells us in chapter 4. The peace of God will transcend all understanding. It will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus so you don't have to be anxious you don't have to worry. You don't have to be troubled. You don't have to really have all this stress. It's okay. God, God is in control of the universe, in control of the nations, and is willing, and is willing to be your counselor, your father, your protector, your prince of peace. And by the way, I was thinking about it the other day. If God is the king and God is our heavenly father, that makes us a bunch of prince and princesses, right? Isn't that cool? <laughs> prince Tom here, man. Just, just, just saying. We are prince and princesses for God. We are meant to go and lead the world and change the world for God. We were born for this time. You were born for this time. Nostalgia makes us feel good a little bit. But what we were born to do is to make the time we live into a time that is great. And God is not finished with you. God has something for your life that is amazing. 
We need to reclaim our heritage. Bring blessing of God to our nation, our community, to our family, to our lives by living in the light, not the darkness. By doing what's right and saying what's right is right, not being all mushy-mushy about it, but doing it with love and respect. Turning to God for wisdom, not the ignorance that we propagate today. By bringing a real joy, not an illusion or delusion, and hope in the midst of despair. And then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, not the anxiety of this world, will be your strength. We don't need to take Sunday back from the NFL. We need to take the world back for God. Amen? Come home to God. Come home to a purpose worth your life. And live a life for God. That's what Christmas is about. Coming home. Coming home. child is born. Maybe you need to make that decision again today. 
to take Christ as your Lord. Maybe you need to make that decision tonight for the first time to say, Lord, I'm going to let you live in this world of mine and break through the darkness. Today is the day to listen to what the angel said and listen to the God in your heart. along with me the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through all things are made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again, in accordance with scriptures. He ascended into heaven 
and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who is spoken through the prophets, we believe in the only holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Good Christian friends rejoice. Jesus Christ stands at the door of your life and knocks. Tonight, Jesus Christ calls on those of you who have called yourself Christians to stand up and be counted and live as Christians. And to those of you who have wondered, what is this thing that can change a life, that can transform a soul? He says tonight, give me a chance. Let me in and watch what happens. A God that can change the destiny of nations the destiny of eternity can certainly change ours. Let's turn our hearts and our souls over to the Lord in prayer, shall we? Dear God in heaven, I have sinned. I've turned away from you. I've given too much power to the darkness. Forgive me, Lord. Pour your light into my life. Become born into my life. Make Christmas happen in me. Forgive my sins. Renew my soul. Renewal my family. Renew my life. Renew this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus already decided to change your life before you even came here tonight. I don't know why you came. Maybe you were pulled here by somebody. Maybe you were told you had to. Maybe you got a little flyer in the mail. You just, maybe you just said, that's what you got to do on Christmas Eve. You want to get eggnog. I don't know why you're here. But God already decided to enter your life and change your life and forgive all your sins before you came here. So I can say to you, in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Tonight, you are welcome at the table. 
The table is set by God himself, not us. So it doesn't matter if you've been coming to this church all your life or this is the first time you've ever entered here. If you want God in your life, you're welcome to come forward to the table. We ask that you come by the center aisles or by the very outside aisles and return by these other aisles. I don't know what you call them. Two and four. <laughs> Those two over there. You can light a candle. You can have prayers for anointing or healing if you'd like to come and experience the power of a living God who wants to dwell in your life. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life from the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God and spoke to us through your prophets. In the fullness of time, you gave your only son, Jesus Christ, to be our savior. And at his birth, the angels sang, glory to you in the highest and peace to your people on earth. And so with all the people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, 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 holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you. Blessed is your son, Jesus Christ, who came to dwell with us in a manger as a little baby in a humble station so that we wouldn't be afraid of God and yet holds the power of the universe in his hands so that we might know that Christ can transform not only our lives but the entire creation and the world. He grew with us. He walked this earth. He brought miracles to the people and healing to the nations. He died on a cross. And he was lifted up to have life eternal, as we have the promise of as well. On the night in which he was betrayed, he had a choice. He could strike down those around him who would betray him and deny him, or he could love them. He could forgive them, and he could accept them just as he does you and I and make a space in his kingdom for people who've denied him. So he gave them love. He took the bread, gave thanks to God. He broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you for the forgiveness of sin. Eat of this, remembering me. When the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to God and he gave it to his disciples. He said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant. It's poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Drink of this, remembering me. And so in remembrance of these mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died. died. Christ, Christ is, is risen. risen. Christ, Christ will come, come again. again. 
Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. And on these gifts of bread and wine, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other and one in ministry to all the world. Until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet, through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now as confident children of God, let us pray together the prayer he taught us and saying, Our, Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
You know, the light will go out slowly. One of you will blow out a candle, then another one will. Then a few more here and there. Pretty soon they'll all be gone. All the little lights will disappear. My wife and I talk about someday when we retire, and it's not coming soon, don't worry about that. Or maybe you are worried about that, I don't know. We talk about when we retire, what church will we go to? Nowadays I'm starting to think, will there be a church to go to? Could you imagine Christmas Eve? And we show up at the church, as some people have done tonight, and it's shuttered. There's a fence around it, there's weeds growing in the yard. And where once the word of God was, now there's only silence. I'm kind of like Moses. I've been here for 26 years. I don't expect I'm going to see the promised land when everything comes back the way it is. But out there's Joshua, maybe a lot of Joshua's. They can change this world, transform this place we live in. We don't have to live in darkness. We don't have to go to the dark side. God is calling you tonight. Calling you. Live. Live for the light. May God bless your evening meal. I haven't eaten yet. May God bless your sun, your Christmas meal. May God bless your gifts that they be exactly what you wanted and that you say they're exactly what you wanted even if they're not. <laughs> May God give you peace and joy and hope and wonder. May God take away your anxieties and your fears. May God fill you with the light. The light that only he can give. And may God open up your heart to joy this day and forevermore. Go in his peace and his glory. Let the child be born. Amen. Hands are still so small Someday gonna stretch them out